to get started on the loom knitting. I know there is a lot of interest in this and everyone was very excited. Yes, I kept seeing a lot of posts on Facebook and it really excited me about the people that were wanting to learn to loom knit. So thank you all for for coming today. Um, I know when I came in, it said there were over 20 people here, so that really excites me. Um, I know some of you have some limiting experience. Some of you don't even know what limiting is. Um, so I'm just going to kind of speak as though nobody knows what limiting is today. Um, Lane knitting is similar to needle knitting. You end up with the same results. It's just a different way of getting to those results. Um, with loom knitting, you have, there's several different sizes and shapes of looms, but um, they have pegs, and the pegs are considered your, your needles or what you use for your stitches. Um, we have, I've seen looms that um, go from anywhere from, you know, just five pegs, up to um, over 300. So, and there's so many different ones out there now that you can kind of create your own as to what you want, um, how many pegs you want. Um, there are several different gauges of looms. Um, there is what's called a zippy loom. Honestly, I've failed to look at the gauge on that, but it uses yarn that is like um, really thick, um, if you know anything about the weight of yarn, it's like a six or a seven. And so that's kind of the biggest out there right now, I believe. Um, and then there's a large gauge. And that is what I usually start my students on, is large gauge looms. And those are kind of, the peg spacing is five-eighths inch from one the center of one peg to the center of the next peg. Then there's small gauge, which is three-eighths inch gauge. And then there is fine gauge, which is five-sixteenths inch gauge. And then there's extra fine gauge. And again, like the zippy looms, I failed to look at the gauge size on that. But the pegs are really, 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 really close together on that one. Um, they come in, you know, most of them come in sets. Um, what I usually start the beginners on is, is, like I said, the large gauge. And I recommend starting on with round looms um, simply because they're just easier to handle. Um, and those usually come in sets of four. Um, and they go from um, 24 peg loom up to a 40 or 42, maybe 41 pegs. Um, and you can make anything with these. You can do flat pieces like uh, scarves or dishcloths, or you can do round pieces like hats. Um, gosh, I don't know what else to say. Um, Hello? Yes. Um, may I ask who I'm speaking with? My name's Lisa Norbit, and I just joined the Zoom. Okay, welcome, Lisa. We were just discussing just some uh, different things about loom knitting. So, oh, um, I love knitting, but I don't know how to. 
Okay. All right. Well, we're, today is just a discussion type. Um, I'm just kind of giving information and, okay. the, you know, we'll just do some questions and answers in just a few minutes. Okay. And then uh, in two weeks, on the 12th of July, we will have a, a class and uh, teach a little project. Okay. Okay. All right. So if you don't mind, if you will just go ahead and mute yourself. And yes. that's um, star six if you're um, using a keypad or. Just, um, just give me a few minutes. I'm, I'm really okay. new at this. All right. Okay. All right. Um, there, like I said, there are several different shapes of looms. Um, there's those round looms, and there's some people call them oblong looms or long looms. And those are like two um, straight pieces that have pegs on them, and they're parallel to each other. And the pegs are a little offset. And with those looms, you can do what is called double knitting. So you have a thicker fabric. Um, and I don't use those much, but, you know, anybody wanting to learn to use them, I'll be happy to teach you. Um, trying to think what else there is. There are some that are in the shape of letters. So there's um, a loom that is in the shape of an S. And that is used primarily to make blankets um, that are about five feet in width. I think that one, I think they say it'll do a 60 inch, maybe 62 inch project. There are some that even go up higher than that. There are looms that are in the shape of the letter X. And just recently they've come out with some um, a new, it's called a flexi loom and it's little pieces that look like jigsaw puzzle pieces that you snap together and they, each piece has two pegs. So you can click a lot of those together and make any size or shape loom you want. So I don't know a lot about those because I just got mine yesterday. So I can't answer a lot of questions about that yet, but I think I'm going to like those. Um, when you're using small gauge looms, those, um, the yarn weight for that is usually uh, number four worsted weight or number three DK weight. For the fine gauge looms, it's um, three DK weight or a two, which I believe is a sock weight. And with the extra fine, you use a sock weight or you can use lace weight. And I'm not sure about cobweb weight. I haven't gotten that with my yarn yet. Okay, does anybody have any questions so far? Mar um, hi, I am Marissa, and I am um, hi, to try um, loom knitting, and I just want yes. to make sure, um, when, well, I'm going to go get my supplies. Um, so, to clarify, um, first, I am looking for a large gauge loom with uh, like round um, needles. I'm sorry, a looms, I mean. Yes. Okay. That's what I recommend that everyone mm -hmm. start with. Now, if you already have a set of looms and they're not the round looms, don't go buy any new looms. We can work with what you have. Um, and when I, you know, start students out, I find out 
how much you know about loom knitting, and then I usually start you at that point. Okay. Okay. Sure, sure. So I'm a beginner, and you were saying um, I am looking for like a, a skein of yarn like with the number five. Is that right? That's correct. It will be called a bulky weight yarn or chunky weight. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But if you yeah. are looking at, if you're going into a yarn store, Mm -hmm. They can help you. Just tell them you're looking for a five-weight yarn, or if mm -hmm. you can't remember that, you know, bulky-weight yarn is what you're looking Bulky weight, I use. see. Sure. Mm -hmm. So um, have you had experience with purchasing those um, items online? Because right now I'm not positive if the local, like, if any of the local craft stores are open. Yes, you can get them. Um, I know it's been posted to the email list, and it's also been posted on Facebook. There is a list of looms that I recommend, and it tells you from which stores what to look for. So um, if you, you know, are on Facebook, just check the events page, and it'll give you a list. And I'll either try to post it you know, as a uh, regular post, or if I'm not able to ask Kayla to do that for me, um, but I know with Michael's, the, the looms are called loops and threads with Hobby Lobby. They're called Yarnology with, uh, Joann's Amazon. Um, it's called Boy, B-O-Y-E, <clears throat> excuse me. For those looms, I recommend that everyone kind of stay away from the boy looms because they have a groove at the top and some people like that groove and it kind of hangs your yarn but if that's all you can find then go ahead and get those uh, and again we can kind of work with that um, and there's a new set as well it's only a three set there's only three looms in the set but it's by Authentic Knitting Board and it is their chunky loom set chunky round loom. I don't think that one is on my list, but I will get it added. And most of your authentic knitting board can be found at your big box stores or on Amazon. And you can also purchase those from the authentic knitting board company. And that website, and again, I'll put this in all of my notes, uh, that website is knittingboard.com. Okay. Anyone else have some questions? Can you hear me? Yes, your name, please. Uh, this is Jeannie. I did get hi, the Jeannie. authentic. Hi, I got the authentic knitting board from Amazon. It was twenty dollars and eighty cents, or eighty-two cents, mm -hmm. something like that, which I thought was really reasonable. Those yes. are the ones that I got. Are excuse me, the large gauge. <laughs> one has twenty-four pegs. One has thirty-six pegs, and one has forty-eight pegs. The one thing they don't have, and I don't know if this is important or not, I think I found a way around, and I've never done loom knitting before, but um, that particular loom doesn't have something that's called, um, I think, a, an anchor for when you anchor do your peg. Slipknot. Yeah, it doesn't have that, but anyway, I think maybe I found a way around that. Also, 
um, I did check and for anyone who has Bookshare, there are five books on Bookshare having to do with loom knitting. Three of them are specifically related to something called the Nifty Knitter, which I haven't seen. Um, and then the other two, one is what they call a primer or primer, and the other is one that has lots of patterns. Thank you for that. Um, for the Nifty Knitter, that was um, the first ones I ever remember seeing. Um, that was one of my first purchases was a Nifty Knitter set. Those were made by Provocraft, and Provocraft no longer makes those knitting looms. So, but a lot of your um, loom sets with four looms in it are going to be equivalent to the Nifty Knitter set. So they're going to have the same amount of pegs or something close to that. So, um, and most patterns can be adjusted fairly easily. Um, and, you know, when we get more into it and, and into patterns and all, um, you know, we can discuss that. Oh, uh, hello. But this thank is Lynn. You for, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Lynn. Hi. Oh, I just have ahead. a question. I'm taking notes. And um, um, <clears throat> you said you can find the resource list on Facebook. Yes, ma'am. Um, when, when Kayla set up the event for today, it had a list of supplies you would need for a class, oh, a beginner okay. class. And, um, and we'll get that posted through the email list as well. Okay, I have Facebook, so I can just go on to the Crafty Chat group and look there? Yes, it's look in under the, the event section. Okay, okay. And you said the round loom is called, I think you gave it a name. Yes, there's several different brands that you can purchase. Oh, oh okay, the um, brand, okay. If you will tell me which craft store you usually shop with, I can tell, try to tell you which brand. You know, I, I don't, store. I haven't shopped at a craft store in a while, so I'm okay. not even sure okay, what's close fine. to me. So I'll just that look at the list and, okay. you know. All right. Thank you. And thank you so much. And mm -hmm. I'll be sure to I'll be sure to make sure that list goes out on the um on the list serve again. It was sent out last week, but I'll make sure it gets sent out again this week. Okay, I'm on Facebook, so that's no problem. I'll just go look there. Okay. Thank you so much. Okay. You're welcome. This, this is, this is Okay, I heard Pat. Go ahead, Pat. Oh, I just wanted to uh, say I usually shop. Uh, either at Hobby Lobby or Michael's, um, and mm -hmm. I can't remember what you said, especially about Hobby Lobby. With Hobby Lobby, their uh, loom set brand name is Yarnology. Oh, okay. And with Michael's, it's Loops and Threads. Oh, okay. And I, I typically recommend trying to buy your looms at a big box store other than Amazon because with your stores you um, usually get at least a 40% off coupon and sometimes you can get 60 yes. to 75% off. And uh, any of your big box craft stores like um, Joann's, uh, Hobby Lobby, or Michael's. Oh, yeah. You can usually get a percentage off that way you're not spending a whole lot of money and the loom sets usually run 
around twenty to twenty five dollars. So if you can get, you okay. know, a fifty percent off or more and you find out that loom knitting is not for you, then you haven't put a lot of money into it. Yeah. So I that's why I try to recommend the cheaper things right now, just so and that you learn you know, learn if you like it or not. And you said the chunky yarn. That's correct. Yes. Okay. Thank you. Mm-hmm. This is for okay, Van, and I have a question. Else. Okay, go ahead. Um, am I to assume if you had a 24 peg rather than a 48 that your ultimate product would have a tighter weave? Um, it will, but it's going to be smaller. So if you're knitting on a 24 peg round loom, that if you're making, let's just talk hats, okay? If you're making a hat on a 24-peg loom, that is going to fit a newborn or a very small preemie, okay? okay. Uh, if you're going with the 30 or 31 peg, it depends on which brand you get as to, you know, how many pegs. That will do a baby or a toddler. Then the 36 peg will do a child to teen and some adults. I, my hats that I make, I use on the 36 peg loom. Um, but for some adults, the 40 to 42 peg loom works. Okay. Um, and then and there's um, some you can get that have 48 pegs. But those are very pricey. Okay. And then my next question is with that authentic loom, how important would it be to have that anchor peg or can we do without it? You can do without it. (laughs) (laughs) You you can do without it. And all the anchor peg, some patterns will tell you to tie a slip knot onto the anchor peg. And it's just on the outside of the loom. Also, that is kind of a tactile indicator of you're starting a new round when you are knitting. Um, But again, that can easily be taken care of. just by either taking a small piece of masking tape and putting it in front of one of the pegs on the base of the loom, um, you know, putting something tactile so you'll know where your starting point is and your ending point is. Okay, thank you very much. What mm-hmm. I did was I um, took a stitch marker because I knit all the time. I took a stitch marker that would fit over the peg and I decided that I'd use that and do. I guess do the slip knot on that and just put it over the first peg. Mm-hmm. Yes, that will work. Um, I use for mine that don't have the anchor peg. I bought these little silicone or rubber like um, washers from Lowe's that fit over the peg. I don't know what size they are because I've never asked. I just, what I did is I took my looms that I needed you know, peg markers for, took them to Lowe's and said, I need rubber washers that fit this. And they were gracious enough to let me open the package and slip it over the pegs to see what I needed and what fit. Okay, anybody else have any questions? I know know y'all got questions.
Kayla, can you kind of help me out? So you have forgotten anything or Cheryl? <clears throat> Hi, this is Cheryl. I have a question. Okay, go ahead, Cheryl. Hi, thank you for um, <clears throat> sharing. Okay, so maybe this is, sounds silly, but with the um, loom, you still need to, what, what kind of, do you use a hook, a crochet hook? What do you use? How do you do it? Or do you do it with your fingers or, sorry. <laughs> okay. No, no, that's not a silly question. That's something I failed to mention. I've, I've been doing this so long, I have forgotten, you know, everything to say. Um, when you get your loom, whether it's, you know, just a single loom or a set, it comes with your loom or your set of looms. It comes with a plastic tapestry knitting um, needle, not a knitting needle, a tapestry needle, and it comes with a loom tool. And to me, the best way I can describe what the loom tool looks like, it looks like a dental pick, yeah. um, you know, that they use in the dentist's office. Um, not those that you can buy at the Dollar Tree and bagfuls, you know, but this is it's like a little um, dental pick. It has um, a handle, and it's probably about four to six inches long. I've got one here in my hand. That's what I'm trying to figure. Um, and it has um, a pretty good size handle. And it has a metal piece that runs out of one end of it, and then it curves uh, the metal piece does, and it comes to a point. And with that, you take that, once you have gotten your loops on your loom or on your pegs, you do what we call knit them off. So on the front of each peg is a groove, and the tip of that loom tool fits in that groove, and it makes it easier to slide that yarn up and over the peg okay and so when we get into a class you know it'll yeah. uh, that'll make a little more sense and so what's happened it, um i'm a crocheter um and i've mm -hmm. it's caused a lot of problems with my hands <clears throat> i get mm -hmm. um trigger finger you know on the thumb so yes. do you think a lot of times i'll put something extra foam over things but I've had to stop crocheting so is this tool pretty easy with your hands you think it's a little uh, or we're going to get the same kind of movement as you would crocheting so um your loom tool is not going to be as small as your crochet hook it's going to mm -hmm. be a little bit bigger the handle of it is now yeah. the middle part is kind of thin but um the handle part it is not and if handle if the pick that comes with your set does not work for you or you need something bigger you can either adapt your loom tool handle by either you know adding some some galls or batting or right. you know, yeah. you know, just how economical you want to be with it um yeah. or even duct tape and there are um through authentic knitting board they do have an ergonomic um loom tool set I think there's like two in there and I was talking with Melanie yesterday and she that's what she uses and she she really likes it now okay. I have not used those so and they're she said they're bigger than what usually comes with the set okay thanks thanks and just an mm -hmm. FYI what works too is those dollar store pink, uh, pink um, rollers the foam in that you can slip that right over sometimes a 
crochet hooks. Yeah. <laughs> Just mm -hmm. a little FYI. Thank you for your yeah. time. You're welcome. Thank you. Okay. Anyone else have any additional questions? This is Peggy. Um, okay. And uh, I get, hi. And I was kind of wondering, um, should, should we get like one skein of yarn just to kind of start? Is that what you think we should do? Or what, 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 what can we make that. with one skein? <laughs> um, what I usually start out with is either a hat or a little hair scrunchie. So with one skein of yarn, um, you could make like a child-sized hat. And you might could even make an adult-sized hat depending on the, the size, you know, the amount of yardage in your yarn. Okay. Um, and, and if, if we I search, it, you know, well, I was just say, if, if we search on Amazon for like chunky yarn that it, they should carry that you think or? Yes. Um, a good one to start with, and you know, of course it depends on your price range as well, um, is like Woolies Thick and Quick from Lion Brand. Um, okay. I'm trying to think. Um, I would try to stay away from the homespun because it splits a lot. And when you're, you know, working with your, your loom tool on that, it can be a little frustrating for a beginner. Okay. Um, and I'd usually like to start out on a small project. And I usually ask students just to use a 24 peg loom or their smallest loom that they have. Because most of it is just getting the technique down and learning right. just a small project that you can use, you know, you can take that technique and make a bigger project, you know, a hat or use it in making a scarf, things like that. Okay, thanks. Mm -hmm, thank you. Any other questions? Jessica? Okay, go ahead, Jessica. Hey, um, so I've been loom knitting for about a year, I think now, and I mainly, I only know how to make hats so far. Okay. Um, and I tried using the loom tool. I have one, but it doesn't mm -hmm. work for me. So I've found that it's easiest to just use my thumb and index finger. Okay. I just literally grab it because that, mm -hmm. for some reason. And when you're using the chunky yarn, it's easier to do that than when you start getting, using um, smaller weight yarn. That's a little more difficult to do. Right. Um, I'm using, but, I'm using um, Yarn B worsted weight, I think it is, and... I forget exactly what it's called. Man, that's going to bug me now. Um, Yarn B worsted. Hmm. Anyway, that is going to make me so mad that I can't think of it. I used to be able to <laughs> see it by heart. Anyway, um, I know for a fact that it's Yarn B worsted weight. Okay. And I have other ones, too. Um, I have a loom used for, I have the rectangular loom, I have a bigger loom, 
I have one where the pegs are spaced apart. Mm -hmm. I have um, little tiny looms like for baby hats. I mean, all right. I think that, I think I have all of them. Okay, great. I don't know how to use the rectangular loom because, um, as somebody said earlier, you have to go the opposite direction. And I tried that and it didn't really work out the way I wanted it to. Okay. Well, you know, if that's something that a lot want to learn, then, you know, that I'll be happy to teach that. And I've been looking for other patterns that I can do besides just hats, something where I can expand my horizons. So okay. any ideas? Oh goodness, there's all kinds of stuff there. Do. Socks and you know, like house slippers, right. fish clothes, scarves, shawls. Right. There's right. tons of stuff. Right. Well, when I Google those, when I Google for accessible knitting patterns, mm -hmm. either A, they want you to buy it, or B, you open it and it's not accessible. Okay. Um, two good, really good websites that I recommend, especially for beginners, are Good Knit Kisses. And she also has a YouTube video or YouTube channel with the same name and loom a hat. And both of those are dot coms. And she also has a YouTube channel. And those patterns are free. Or most of them are free and um, accessible. <coughs> okay. Also, some patterns you can get on Ravelry.com. And you can just type in the search engine loom knit and it will pull up all the loom knit patterns. Um, if you're looking for something specific, you know, like a blanket, you know, you can type in a loom knit blanket and it'll pull up all the loom knit blanket patterns. And um, again, some of those are paid for, some of them are free, um, but you just, yeah, I, you just kind of have, have to dig around. I have a Ravelry account. Um, I like it, but I haven't really found it to be accessible when looking for knitting patterns because that's the problem. Once you open it, it's not accessible. Can you put those websites or whatever in the Facebook group and yes, on the mailing list? Yes. I'm yes. a member we'll of the Facebook to put group, so I'll... Okay. I'll see that. Okay. I haven't, right. I haven't been writing anything down, so hopefully okay. everything you said will be listed in the Facebook group that way, because this is great information. And this is Jeannie. Okay, I, haven't, I haven't checked to see if they have any for loom knitting, but I have found that the free patterns on Lion Brand are very accessible. Lionbrand.com. You do have to set up a login with a username and password, but I've had um, great luck and they have patterns that go from beginner all the way through advanced for the different things that they do make available. 
there are some limiting patterns um, on Lion Brand. Most of theirs is geared toward the Martha Stewart weaving and knitting, loom knitting set. And I've heard mixed reviews about the Martha, um, Martha Stewart loom set. Some people say, you know, it doesn't, the pieces don't stay together. And some people say, oh, it's the best thing ever made. So, you know, you just kind of have to, I don't know. I don't own one of those looms, so I can't give an honest review. So, you know, I'm just going by what other blind lemurs have told me. But those can be typically be adapted to any of the looms out there. Okay, any more questions? Yes. Hello? Yes. It's Kathy. Um, are Hi, we Kathy. actually going to, are we actually going to be starting to do this today? Because I have all my, you know, stuff here. Today is just information only. I see. There were several people who didn't have looms and were interested. So we're just kind of mm -hmm. answering questions and giving information today. Okay. And I will be Thank teaching you. a small project on uh, July the 12th. All right. Thank you. Mm -hmm. This is Verlan again. I'd like to ask another question. Yes, ma'am. Am I to assume that on the 24 peg loom, you can also, that's round, that you can also mm -hmm. do flat objects? Yes. Yes, ma'am. Okay. You certainly can. Mm-hmm. And Good. also, I, I will tell um, some of you, if you find a needle knit pattern that you would like to try to do on the loom, it is possible. There are ways to convert those patterns. Um, I, haven't, I haven't tried that yet, but I do have the directions on how to do that. And I have been told that any needle knit pattern that is in the round can be done stitch for stitch on the looms in the round. But if it's a flat piece, it has to be converted. So like if you find a, a needle knit hat pattern that you want to try, you can do it on a round loom and follow that pattern exactly. Okay. Are there any more questions? This is Sandy. Hi, Sandy. Oh, hi. Uh, do you know if any of these stores deliver? Um, you can order online from Hobby Lobby, Michael's, Joann's. Um, those do deliver. I do a lot of mine from Joann's. Um, I mean, we're talking just, phone number, you know. <laughs> um, oh, you're looking at a phone. Um, you can search their website or get someone to search it for you. And they do have, you know, I think have customer service numbers where you could order online now. And most of the stores right now are offering either in-store pickup or curbside if, you know, you want to save the shipping cost. But you would just need to check with your local store, um, you know, if you're wanting to do curbside, just to check with your store to see if they offer that. Okay. Any other questions? 
I do want to tell you, I have worked with Michaels and I've called them and they, they did help me do an order once because I was having um, issues. So I know Michaels was accommodating, um, but I've only done it the once. And they do ship. So that was just my one time experience a couple of years ago. And I don't know if it's something they always do or if the person who happened to answer the phone was very helpful. So I'm not sure what their um, overall stance on that is. Right when you call them, if you will explain your situation, just let them know that you're blind or visually impaired and you have yeah. difficulty, you know, using their website or you just don't, you know, shop on their website. And well, a most big part of the problem serious, is getting there. Right. Um, but most of the customer service agents, they, once they realize that, you know, if we explain your disability, they're more than willing to help in most situations. This is Jeannie again. I ordered mine yeah. from Amazon for a couple of reasons because A, um, I would have spent as much or more in doing paratransit transportation to one of the big box stores. So that would have, you know, basically eaten up whatever I would have saved with a coupon and with Amazon. Right. I got free shipping, so that was good. Mm -hmm. um, and also, for those of you, if you want to use Amazon and, and you don't know how to search for the item yourself, Amazon has a number that you can call if you have a disability, and they are so helpful. And as I'm sitting here, I'm looking up the number. It's specifically for people with disabilities. It's 888 two eight three one six seven eight and they will help you find whatever you need they can put it in your cart the only thing they can't do is finalize your order but if you find an item that you think you want they can go ahead and put it in your cart for you and they will go through and tell you what it says about different items and also, if you are an Amazon shopper and you have an Echo device, yep. you can ask her to, you know, if you even talk to the customer service um, at Amazon and you figure out what you want, you can just say, you know, buy whatever lane we're looking for or that you've decided on. And there you go. That gets me in more trouble. <laughs> I if you have that, that. <laughs> like, oh, I don't think I should tell my husband I can do that. <laughs> right? Yeah. Well, my no. I already got the thumbprint pay <laughs> on my phone. <laughs> I taught mine how to do it so that way he can order the dog food for me when we start getting. <laughs> Instead of telling me to Just do teach the dog to do it. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, then he would be ordering treats instead of dog yeah. food. So, <laughs> yeah. Okay, do you have any other questions? I've had great questions today. Hi, it's Elizabeth here. Hi, Elizabeth. Um, I had one question. Um, I assume if you're doing a circular object, 
you would just keep going around and around. But if it was a flat item on the loom, you would go to the end and then turn around and go back the other way? Yes, ma'am. That's correct. Oh, okay. That's correct. Mm -hmm. I was just, I had found a couple of YouTube videos, but they were actually for sighted people, but uh, they didn't mention that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, you know, if, if y'all are wanting to learn some flat pieces, after we kind of learn the the basic stitches, you know, we can, I'll be happy to teach most of anything y'all want to learn. <laughs> I do draw the line on some places. So. All right. Great. Thank you. Uh -huh. Okay, does anybody right. else have any questions? Can you hear me? Yes, ma'am. It's Sandra here. Um, I just hi, had a Sandra. couple of... Oh, hi, Courtney. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I had a couple of questions. Um, you said earlier you can make socks on them. Is that yeah, correct? Yeah. Would they, they would be real socks or would they just be weird round socks? <laughs> no, you can make, you know, weird round socks or you can make real socks with a heel on them. Mm -hmm. Oh, good. Okay. And the other thing was, which is easier, loom knitting or needle knitting? Like, which is less fiddly or are they both as fiddly as each other? Okay. I'm going to give my opinion, okay, and it it's one of those, it depends on what you learn first. Okay. Um, I learned loom knitting, and I think that's easiest. Um, I can get the cast on with needle knitting, but that's as far as I can get. And I could probably get further if I practiced more, but then I'm just like, I can do this so much quicker on the loom, and so... I say loom knitting, but some, you know, I have um, one student, I've been working with her since September of last year, and she still struggles with the basic stitch. So, and she's, you know, a very good needle knitter. So, um, it just it's kind of just depends on what you learn first. And, you know, some I, people say, okay, you know, crochet or loom knitting. I can't get past the slip knot on crochet. So, you know, but um, I'm going to let Kayla answer because I think she no. has something to say there. So I kind of agree with what you said is like whatever you learn first just tends to be easier because for me, crochet is easier than any type of loom knitting or mm -hmm. knitting at all. But I can loom knit, but I struggle a lot with needle needing. Oh my gosh, I can't even say it. <laughs> Let alone do it. That other kind needle of needle knitting. <laughs> like I can't get like I uh, all I've ever been able to do with the needles is cast on, and I've not got past that point after trying multiple times. So I I always default back to crochet because that's what I learned first, so I just know it much better. So. I think it's with anything, the time you put into it is what you're going to get out of it. Mm -hmm. Okay. Thanks, guys. Mm -hmm. So. The secret so is once you cast on, you have to turn it around and start the other way. I'm fine. What was your question? Oh, I was just saying, um, once you cast on, you take the needles and switch hands, and then you start going the other direction. 
Yeah, with Beetle and with Loom Knitting, you're not changing hands. You may change directions, but you're not, you know, having to turn your work. Oh no, I was, I was talking about needle. Awesome. I was talking about needle knitting. Because once right, you cast right. on with needle knitting, then you just switch hands with your needles and then you keep on going. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sounds easy. <laughs> I, I, this this is Mary Alice. I've kind of dabbled in. Uh, well, I haven't done loom knitting yet, but I've done knitting and crocheting. And I've learned to get what they call the circular needles that have the string attached to all of them. That mm-hmm. way it makes it real easy to stop your work. Um, and with crocheting, I always forget where I leave off if I, to start up again if I'm doing something, especially if it's um, something that's round or oval. Mm-hmm. I tend to forget what round I'm on when I go back to it or mm-hmm. what row. Um, so I find crochet a little bit more difficult to keep um, how wide it goes, you know, because I started out making a blanket that had like 100 stitches and I was changing colors and realized I only had like 60 now. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> so I oh, narrowed it where with knitting, you've got so many stitches on that needle and you do flip it and start, you know, change your right needle and left needle if you have the, the string. But you always have that number of needles, so it's going to be that wide. So right. that's the con. I have that confidence with knitting that I don't have with the crochet. So now mm-hmm. I'm going to try my luck with Zoom knitting and see how this works. Awesome. Awesome. Hey, well, how am I on time? You're doing good. We... Okay. This is Jean. Yeah, me and um, I use circular knit needles all the time now, whether I'm knitting something in the round or flat, but sometimes mm-hmm. that's a little difficult for beginners. So I have found, I have a friend and she always gets messed up when she tries to use circular needles. So, Well, I have tried to use both and I just, I just can't get past the cast on and I, you know, I learned how to increase and decrease, I guess, with the needles, not intentionally, but I always, you know, when I'm trying, I always have way too many or not enough. I'm like, okay, what's going on here? Okay, just give me my looms. So, Hi, this is um, Anita. Okay, go ahead. And, and I just wanted to say, um, I guess years ago, I learned how to knit and um, mm-hmm. I have the looms now and I'm only thing I've done is the hats. And so far, I really think on the loom, it seems easier than on the needles because for some reason, when I knit, I seem to drop stitches. And mm-hmm. I don't realize I dropped it until I've gone four rows or five rows in. And I realize I mm-hmm. have to. But um, I do crochet and I've crocheted for years. And I do think that is the easiest and i guess i think it's really easier to put your work down when you have crochet but i guess it's because i always try to stop my work when i'm close to the end and so i don't get confused and i guess i find it easier to count how many rows in i am in crocheting Mm -hmm. but i learned to crochet and knit on the needles at about the same time. So, okay. it's just like, you know, I think sometimes we just all find things that are easier for us to do. Right. Sandy. Right. Oh, go ahead, Sandy. Um, 
I learned to crochet in college, and I can crochet till the cows come home. Uh, but knitting and me just have not ever gotten along. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, and crochet is much more forgiving. If you make a mistake, all you got to do is rip it out. You know, it's as far back as you need to go. But knitting, I, I hear you have to kind of unknit or whatever. You know, and you got two mm-hmm. needles to deal with, and with crochet, it's just one hook, and you just goes as fast as you want to go you know right yeah this is sarah okay sarah hello um um when i had vision i learned how to knit and crochet and then when i lost my vision i was able to um uh go back to crocheting and i have tried to knit and like a lot of you I drop stitches and I don't know what happens and it ends up to be a mess. So, but I've never tried this loom knitting and I, I'm really looking forward to, to learning this. So thank you for teaching us. Well, you are so welcome. You're so welcome. My passion is loom knitting and I love teaching. Um, I'll teach just about anybody that'll sit still long enough. Um, I prefer teaching the blind or visually impaired because that's that's what I'm used to and that's how I know to teach. I never really tried to teach a sighted person, so but I'm looking forward to teaching y'all. What are some of the projects that y'all would like to see or taught? I'd like to learn how to knit. This is Savannah. Oh, whoops, go ahead. Hi, Jeannie. Um, I tried to learn to knit and crochet as a sighted individual and as a blind person. And both mm-hmm. didn't work out because I just couldn't get my tension to be the same. I'm, do you think by using the loom this will assist me with keeping my tension consistent? It will be easier. Um, it's all about keeping your, you know, wrapping your pegs loosely. You don't want them too loose. You don't want them too tight because if you have your yarn too tight, you're going to strain your hand trying to get those loops over the pegs, especially if you're working with cotton yarn because cotton does not forget. Um, but, you know, there there can be some tension issues with the loom knitting. Um, but it's just all in learning how to wrap your pegs and how loosely. Um, I say that if you wrap your pegs loosely and you can turn your loom upside down, and if the yarn falls off the pegs, you did it, you know, you've wrapped them way too loose. Okay, that's good to um, know. So when I first started loom knitting, I was doing it too tightly. And then when I went to teach it, I found that the students had the same type of issue. So what I had them do is I had them take like a plastic straw and put it on their yarn. And then they held the straw when they put their, like when they, um, when they e-wrapped or put the yarn on, they cast it on. And that seemed to help with the tension. I think with tension, a lot of it is just practice um, yeah. to kind of learn it. Because at first I, I know myself at first I was doing it way too tight and then I tried to loosen it up and it took a couple of tries to get it just right. And, but now it's just so natural for me to just do it 
um, more evenly. It's just something that comes with practice. Mm -hmm. And a lot of it too is going to depend on your stress level. If you're totally stressed <laughs> out, angry, you know, you are going to wrap those tight, but you're going to zip through it, wrapping them. Um, whereas if you're just, you know, kind of casually reading a book and, you know, you might not wrap them too tight or if you're just carrying on a conversation like today, you know, I've been sitting here knitting since we've been talking. So, um, so, you know, there's, I love my mindless knitting sometimes. And then there's sometimes I need to challenge my brain a little more. So this is, I have two things. The first thing is, um, uh, I was wondering how you feel about if we think we understand, should we go ahead and try to do it or should we just wait? And the second thing is, um, I actually did sort of try this morning and I found out real quickly that I was doing it too tight because my pegs are bigger at the very top where the yarn has to, or where the loop has to come off. And they mm -hmm. were so tight that there was no way I could even with the hook or my finger get them off and it's like oh this is too tight so right um you know if you think you understand it you know go for it um that's not gonna hurt me my feelings at all um you know if you want to wait that that's fine too um I usually you know when I, I start teaching a, a beginner I teach the easiest stitch and that's what I usually get them to make a hat with is the easiest stitch. And it's just wrapping the peg, um, making like a cursive letter E, uh, you know, lowercase E. And you kind of get the hang of that. And then um, two of the other knit stitches are, are real simple. The, the fourth one, it's easy to do once you get the hang of it. Um, and that's, that knit stitch and the purl stitch are the more difficult ones, but they're doable. Um, but I usually teach those kind of last. And with those two stitches, the true knit is what they call it. it. It's just reverse of the purl stitch. So it's just where you place your yarn is on. This is Mary Alice. Are you going to send out a pattern that we're going to do for next Saturday or next Sunday or in two weeks? I'm sorry. Uh, are you going to send us out a pattern and um, a description of how to do the stitches eventually? I mean, after yes, you teach us or after class or uh, send us a pattern yes. so we're prepared for it? What I usually do is I teach um, I teach the stitch or the pattern during the class time and mm -hmm. then I send out the pattern in a written format because some people um, you know I'm one of them I tend to learn better with a written pattern um, so I will send out written directions on how to do the different knit stitches and the purl stitch as I teach those okay. and you know, as, as we do different patterns or different little projects I will send those out. Okay, um, we're almost out of time. Okay. 
Um, but I did want to tell you guys a couple things. Um, we are not going to have a meeting next Sunday because it's the ACB's national convention. Um, we are going to try to record the classes so that when you sit down and, um, and are actually doing the project, you can listen to it again as well. So we're working on that right now of how we're going to do that and get it out because I feel like that's very important. Um, cause when I'm on the phone and I'm doing it, I'm like, okay, I got this. And then once I sit down on my own to do it, even with the instructions, I'm like, I'm a little confused. So <laughs> we can and hear, um, that noise. <laughs> I don't know what that is. So, but, um, I will. Okay. If you want some background noise going on, could you please mute yourself so the rest of the class can hear please? Yeah. Yes, thank you. Mm -hmm. thank you. Um, I have one student when I'm teaching some classes, what she will do is she has a Victor Stream reader and she will put her phone on speakerphone and put her Victor Stream there and record the class for herself, you know, to go back. So if we don't get the recording set up for the first class, um, you know, that's an option if you have a Victor Stream or another recording device, if you want to record it yourself, you know, I don't have an issue with that. So, but any, um, and if you haven't joined the Facebook group, go ahead and join the Facebook group. It's ACB Crafters on Facebook. And um, if you have any questions, suggestions for more classes, if you want to teach a class, you can contact me at acbcrafters at gmail.com. And I would love to get in touch with you. So. And I would like to thank everyone for coming today. Um, Y'all have been great. You had great questions. And I hope you will all come back for the class in two weeks. If you have any questions about anything that I discussed, you can either send them to Kayla and she can get those to me, or you can post them to the Facebook group and I'll be happy to answer those for you. And I apologize if y'all heard my frog clock. I thought I was muted and I wasn't. You're so. okay. It happens to all of us. It happens it to all of us from time to time. So, um, But thank you, Courtney, thank so you. much for coming and talking to us all about this. And Courtney is Thank an amazing so teacher. I can vouch for her because she taught me how to loom knit. So. <laughs> well, thank you. Looking forward to well, it. Me too. You guys have yeah. a great two weeks, and I'm going to miss you, you next week. <laughs> <laughs> Happy Fourth of July. <laughs> you too. Yes. This is Rodan. Is Jeannie still here? I am. You mentioned the peg was thicker at the top. Was that the authentic loom that you mentioned earlier? Uh, yeah, the authentic loom loom uh, knitting boards are what I got from Amazon, and they don't have an anchor peg, but I'm using the stitch marker as my little anchor thing. And those pegs were thicker at the top? Yes, they are. Okay, yeah, so thank if you. If you get your attention too tight, you definitely won't be able to get the loops off. That'll teach me. And, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and most, most of your most of your looms on the top of the peg is going to be a little bit thicker than the rest of the peg. That's with any brand that you get. Okay. Somebody mentioned earlier that um, 
about crochet and I have a friend that crochets and she's sighted. So how easy would it be for someone like me that's visually impaired to start learning? Um, I'm trying to work on getting a class put together. Um, I just don't, don't feel confident doing it completely on my own, um, teaching it, but I feel like that I learned as a blind person how to crochet. So I just do it a little bit different. I use, I do it by touch and everything. So that is something I'm trying to get set up as a crochet class. Is it um, hard, or hard or easy compared to learning the loom knit? Uh, I would say the loom knitting is probably easier to get started on if you don't know either. Um, but I wouldn't say you couldn't learn both. I already do loom knit. So. The only thing I loom knit though is hats. That's why I asked yeah. for pattern suggestions. Yeah, and once we get um, a couple classes under our belts and people know the stitches and stuff, I think Courtney is going to plan on doing things other than just the hat. Yes, yes. So um, we just got to get everyone to kind of to where you're at and then there'll be some more advanced classes. And so that's pro that's um, kind of what we're planning, I think, at this point. Um, and I am looking into starting a crochet class. So if that's something and then I'm also looking for someone who wants to do the needle knitting, knitting needle classes. So those are a couple <laughs> different things. I know every single time it's just a tongue twister for me. <laughs> I, I was surprised that the Zoom link was not posted to the email list. I'm on the friends and art mailing list, but I oh, I'm, I'm not part of that list. This is a different group than the friends and art list. I'm not even sure what that is. Um, there is a mm -hmm. ACB crafters um, list as well. Who, moderate, who moderates that? Can somebody look and see if I'm on the list? Melanie. Melanie um, Pesco moderates that. So I can ask her, um, if you send an email to acbcrafters at gmail.com, um, she gets those emails as well. And then I can have her go in and look at your date and make sure you're on there. And if not, we can get you added to it. Okay. And then cool. it should have, the call information is also on the weekend, um, events for the ACB community emails. And then it's also in the Facebook group on the event, and I did a post. I found it that way. I found it okay. through the weekend email, but it wasn't the easiest thing in the world to find. That's why. Okay. Yeah. I was trying to make it as easy. So if are you in the Facebook group? I am, but. Okay, good, um, good. They, they eliminated the Windows app for Facebook completely. And I tried to navigate Facebook a minute ago using Microsoft Edge and JAWS, and it is not easy to do unless I'm doing something okay. wrong. Um, yeah, so go ahead and email us, and we'll make sure if you're not on the list already, we'll get you put on that list, and um, we'll send out the, the call information every Great. week, every day. So, and you'll also get updates of the, up the upcoming classes and things like that. So. Cool. I'm super excited for convention this weekend. I can't believe I'm it's glad. This week. That's crazy. I know. This year's gone quickly. <laughs> but slow at the same time. <laughs> June 28th already? Wow. Mm -hmm. Yep. <laughs> so. 
I hope the second half of the year is a lot better than the first half. Yeah, yeah, no yeah. Doubt. Oh, me, me too. too. I agree. Yeah. So. Oh, great.